0: The podcasts are taken from the four volumes, In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 39 is entitled, What is Equality? Part 3.
1: Obama does not like the free enterprise system because some do really well and others barely get by. He, like the other liberals, thinks like a Marxist. That is why he likes redistribution of wealth. Obama, and I am speaking of the liberal left, does not like the free market system. In his first inaugural address, Obama said,
0: Nor is the question before us whether the market is the force of good or ill. Its power to generate wealth and expand freedom is unmatched. But this crisis has reminded us that without a watchful eye, the market can spin out of control. The nation cannot prosper long when it favors only the prosperous. The success of our nation has always depended not just on the size of our gross domestic product, but on the reach of our prosperity, on the ability to extend opportunity to every willing heart, not out of charity, but because it is the surest route to our common good.
1: Mr. Obama is very good at manipulating words. While pretending to praise the free market system, he immediately condemns it. Examine the major propositions of the above. 1. Without a watchful eye, the market can spin out of control. 2. The nation cannot prosper long when it favors only the prosperous. 3. The success of our economy depends upon the reach of our prosperity. 4. The success of our economy depends upon the ability to extend opportunity to every will and heart. Hiring 80,000 new IRS agents, Obamacare, and the 30 million debt are proof of Obama's intent. Now, just take those assertions alone and read between the lines. Without a watchful eye, of course, means the watchful eye of Big Brother, the government. Goodbye, free enterprise. Goodbye to allowing the market to right itself. It means greater government control. Favoring only the prosperous means to take their wealth and redistribute it to the poor, which is confirmed by the assertion, the success of our economy depends upon the reach of our prosperity. In other words, the prosperous must share their wealth with the unprosperous. That leads to his fifth assertion, which, to be more accurate, should have been written this way. 5. Redistribution of wealth is the surest route to our common good. I always cringe at the phrase common good. It does derive from commune and communism. It always means socialism. Who decides the common good? Those in power, of course. He claims it is not charity, but what else can it be when he is taken from the rich and given to the poor? The left is in denial when it comes to language, but in actions they are fully committed socialists. The left thinks it knows what is best for us. As Mr. Obama said, Free enterprise is not my idea of America. In Obama's commencement speech at Ohio State, he said,
0: Too many on Wall Street forgot that their obligations don't end with what's happening with their shares.
1: What is their obligation if not to look at their own shares? Do you see how subtle the language of socialism is? Fair share, lucky few, redistribution of wealth, pool resources, fair shot, giving everyone a chance to do well common good, fair shake. In short, those who fail will be supported by the government. How else can you read the following?
0: To care for the sick and the vulnerable and provide a basic level of protection from falling into abject poverty in the wealthiest nation on earth.
1: How do you keep people from falling into abject poverty if they don't want to work? The government's solution is to give the poor entitlements, increased welfare, and free money. But that is but a stepping stone to communism, who wants to do away with money and property and rights of inheritance, private bank and free enterprise. They even want to do away with town and country and redistribute the population evenly over the country. Is not what Joe Biden is doing with the 5 million immigrants who have crossed our borders illegally, redistributing them throughout the United States. The first step, of course, must be socialism, but we have already made the first step. Simply look at how California addresses the homeless problem by creating more homeless. Consider how the left addresses the drug problem in the United States. They provide safe injection sites, thereby creating more drug addicts. In other words, kill them with kindness rather than help them overcome their addiction. Just as the left keeps drug addicts in a lifetime of addiction by providing safe injection sites, they keep the poor in a constant state of poverty by not requiring self-reliance they addict them to perpetual welfare. That way, they are easier to control. In return, they will keep the party in power who guarantees them free money. If they work, the government threatens to stop their free benefits. Government is notorious for using taxpayer money to enforce its policies by threatening to withdraw financial support, which the poor have been conditioned to depend upon. Self-reliance is not even considered a solution, as if somehow self-reliance is demeaning. President Obama approached the same subject using more subtle language in his 2012 State of the Union address. Notice that it is the same language he used when speaking to the students of North Carolina. He carries his socialist agenda into our colleges and universities, to the very ones who will become our future leaders. Mr. Obama understood what every president learns, as described by President Theodore Roosevelt, that the office of president is a bully pulpit meaning it is a powerful platform and enormously persuasive one of the greatest logical fallacies and the most dangerous is appeal to authority we assume that because someone holds a position of authority their abilities are equal to that authority look how we reverence hollywood stars or sports figures or tv personalities or others of fame and fortune we should have all learned by now that intelligence and fame seldom sleep in the same bed
0: We can either settle for a country where a shrinking number of people do really well while a growing number of Americans barely get by, or we can restore an economy where everyone gets a fair shot and everyone does their fair share and everyone plays by the same set of rules.
1: That is Mr. Obama's way of repairing the middle class. He issues a heavy progressive or graduated income tax on the middle class or bourgeoisie, to use communist terms, and unites the minority groups into a single middle class whose goal is to overthrow the bourgeois supremacy and the conquest of political power by the proletariat, or a new middle class. As Marx advocates, the abolition of bourgeois individuality, bourgeois independence, and bourgeois freedom is the aim of communism. Mr. Obama continued the theme in his 2013 State of the Union address,
0: they know that broad-based economic growth requires a balanced approach to deficit reduction with spending cuts and revenue and with everybody doing their fair share.
1: Everybody doing their fair share does not mean the lower middle class. It means the rich and upper middle class. Whenever Obama uses the phrase fair share, he's alluding to the wealthy. It is simply another form of redistribution of wealth. And in his 2015 State of the Union address, he adds,
0: And in fact, every moment of economic change throughout our history, this country has taken bold action to adapt to new circumstances and to make sure everyone gets a fair shot. We set up worker protections, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, to protect ourselves from the harshest adversity. We gave our citizens schools and colleges, infrastructure, and the Internet, tools they need to go as far as their efforts and their dreams will take them. That's what middle-class economics is, the idea that this country does best when everyone gets their fair shot, everyone does their fair share, everyone plays by the same set of rules. We don't just want everyone to share in American success, we want everyone to contribute to our success.
1: Again, Mr. Obama refers to his statement to repair the middle class, to give more families a fair shake, to reject a country in which only a lucky few prosper because that's antithetical to our ideals and our democracy. Well, it is not antithetical to the ideas and democracy of we the people because we grew up in a capitalist system where many became wealthy through self-reliance. He means it is antithetical to the creed of the communists, the left since Bernie Sanders, has become less defensive about being called socialist, But they are not ready to be called communists. Their rhetoric is still couched in the old phrases of democracy. But it is quickly unmasked. If you want to know something about someone, study what they have written. The more they try to hide their intent, the more transparent it becomes. The enthusiasm of their new religion will, like a true convert, quickly shine through and their language will give them away. Words that come from a person's mouth may hide their intent for a while, but words that come from their heart will reveal their soul and forecast their intent. Mr. Obama and the other liberals of the left are true Marxists. They cannot help but repeat their favorite phrases. In the 2016 State of the Union address, Mr. Obama said,
0: First, how do we give everyone a fair shot at opportunity and security in this new economy? All these trends have squeezed workers. Even when they have jobs, even when the economy is growing, it's made it harder for a hardworking family to pull itself out of poverty. Harder for young people to start their careers. Tougher for workers to retire when they want to. And although none of these trends are unique to America, they do offend our uniquely American belief that everybody who works hard should get a fair shot.
1: If you want to know what the left really thinks of free trade, again, read Karl Marx.
0: The bourgeois, whenever it has got the upper hand, has put an end to all feudal patriarchal idyllic relations. It has piteously torn asunder the motley feudal ties that bound man to his natural superiors and has left remaining no other nexus between man and man than naked self-interest, than calloused cash payment. It has drowned the most heavenly ecstasies of religious fervor, of chivalrous enthusiasm, of Philistine sentimentalism in the icy waters of egotistical calculation. It has resolved personal wealth in exchange value, and in place of the numberless and indefeasible chartered freedom, has set up that single Unconscionable freedom, free trade. In one word, for exploitation, veiled by religious and political illusions, naked, shameless, direct, brutal exploitation.
1: If you go back through the speeches, you continually hear a tirade against self reliance and free trade. You can almost hear them say with Karl Marx,
0: it has resolved personal worth into exchange value and in place of the numberless and indefeasible chartered freedoms, has set up that single unconscionable freedom, free trade. In one word, for exploitation, veiled by religious and political illusions, naked, shameless, direct, brutal exploitation.
1: It is not the American belief that everybody who works hard should get a fair shot. That is the liberal socialist belief. Obama wants to reward all work equally. That is why they keep raising minimum wage. That is a way to redistribute wealth and bribe the poor. The left wants to consider all work the same. Reward hard work rather than smart work. If government guarantees that every worker gets their fair share, that is the end of capitalism, of free trade, of allowing the market to ride itself. If a cook at McDonald's is guaranteed the salary of a rock star, what happens to our economy? It will collapse. People will naturally choose the easiest route to wealth. Democracy depends upon self-reliance and personal drive. Our economy was built on capitalism and self-reliance. Failure is often part of that growth process. We learn from our mistakes. Government should not bail out failures like a doting parent. Responsibility for personal failure is the only way to personal growth. Guaranteed success is not the American way. It is not the creed of we the people. It is the creed of communism. Let me list the nine creeds of communism listed in the Communist Manifesto.
0: 1. Abolition of property in land and application of all rents of land to public purposes. 2. A heavy progressive or graduated income tax. 3. Abolition of all right of inheritance. 4. Confiscation of the property of all immigrants and rebels. 5. Centralization of credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank with state capital and an exclusive monopoly. 6. Centralization of the means of communication and transportation in the hands of the state. 7 extension of factories and instruments of production owned by the state, the bringing into cultivation of wastelands, and the improvement of the soil generally in accordance with a common plan. 8. Equal liability of all to labor, establishment of industrial armies, especially for agriculture. 9. Combination of agriculture with manufacturing industries, Gradual abolition of the distinction between town and country by a more equitable distribution of the population over the country.
1: That is where the socialist left has taken us. It is the only way they can carry out their creeds. The theme of socialism and communism dominates all of President Obama's speeches because it dominates the ideology of the left. He is committed to bigger government and making America into a socialist government, and the left is committed with him. To remake america you must first tear down the old structure and rebuild it from the foundation and that is what the left is attempting to do as he said don't ask whether the government is too big or too small but whether it works karl marx would agree